Here at Mountain Dew, it's easy to tell who really loves the outdoors. For one thing, there's the rack on your car and the hitch on the back of your truck. There's your garage full of toys, from dirt bikes to wakeboards. And there's your cooler full of Mountain Dew, always at the ready. Because when it's time to get out there, you know, climb into your deer stand or your fishing boat, a cooler of ice-cold Mountain Dew, that's as important a piece of outdoor gear as your spinning rod or your four-wheeler. Mountain Dew. Get out and do. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. You have to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do big that sucker! Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, you know what? I do hear you CM Punk, maybe? But you know what? Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Mr. a and and joining me on this podcast is uh, the man, the myth, the reality, Q-Flow, Flow the Rookie. What's going on, everybody? We are here. I'm, I'm back from vacation. Yes, Q-Flow. And ho- now, uh, this podcast is being reviewed uh, a little late, obviously, but we had to get the stuff from the previous week out the way before we even start on our predictions. And, of course, you know, Q-Flow... And like a whole chunk of the Nerd Coalition was out at Otakon. So there is a special Otakon podcast that's coming up on the Nerdgasm Talk podcast as well. So make sure, if you guys are still on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button to get that. And also, check out the podcast. As Before we get into that, pay the bills real quick and check out Spacious Productions. And check out their website. Of course, you can check out the no, uh the Market Dark Show that's on Spacious Productions along with the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast along with the Nerd Gas and Talk Podcast and we're on all the podcast apps such as Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Speaker, and SoundCloud. Still working on that Spotify account but don't just bear with me on that one. And make sure you guys check out this week because SummerSlam is coming up this Sunday. So make sure you guys check out the No Gimmicks Needed Re- Wrestling Retro podcast which is only on the podcast apps it's not on youtube it's only on the podcast app so make sure you guys get some downloads of that we're reviewing SummerSlam 1996 and SummerSlam from 2002 i'm really curious to see what uh q flow's review is going to be for SummerSlam 2002 but uh oh yeah yeah, I don't we, know. If, we'll get there. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, we're gonna do '96 and 2002. So make sure you guys stay tuned for those retros as well. And if you listen to us on YouTube, post down in the comments down below if there's a certain retro that you guys want us to review. We already have a couple lined up in the queue with uh, ECW One Night Stand 2005 and WWE Unforgiven 2003. So if there's any more, post down in the comments down below or email us at therealnerdcoalition at gmail.com. Once again, that's therealnerdcoalition at gmail.com so since we got all that out the way I'm not going to waste any time uh, I, I did mention this on my Raw review that you guys have seen that the passing of Jim Nyhart another Hart family member has passed away very unfortunate right. and he finally came out with news of how he passed away he he fell and hit his head yeah and, that huh? must have been a, 
That was a bad. It had to be a bad fall. Man. Yeah, well, he he fell, hit his head. They you know started having seizures and and convulsing, and succumbed yeah. to the injuries. That's the report that came out. So it's very very unfortunate. I feel bad for Natty. I really do. She's supposed to be on Raw last night, but obviously she had to go back home. And uh, Ronda mm-hmm. Rousey gave a uh, nice heartfelt tribute to Jim the Anvil, Nia Hart. And I'm like, man, like all the Hart Foundation is dead except for Brett. Except for Brett. Except for Brett. And they still and they still not gonna put Owen in there. But I said, man, if this ain't piss off Brett, I mean, Brett coming full force now. He like, look. If I ain't got that much time left on this earth, my brother gonna get noticed. Uh, he going in there. Yeah, he, he gonna get noticed for something. You know what I'm saying? So I mm-hmm. mean, it's a very toxic situation, but you know, may he rest in peace. I just wanted to bring that up. But uh, real quick, I want to go into something that uh happened uh last week. So as you guys know, when I you hear my intro, you hear CM Punk. I was I'm a huge fan of CM Punk. You know. And the more, both. yeah, the more I hear about CM Punk, the more of a bad taste it gets put in my mouth because of the stories and things I hear from CM Punk. But you know what? I'm not going to try to be not too judgmental on this because we only know one half of the story. But CM Punk and Coca Banda had won the case from the doctor, uh, the WWE doctor. I forgot his name, but uh, they won that case, that lawsuit. But however, Coca Banda is now suing CM Punk. Because apparently, Coke, uh, they had Coca Band had over five hundred thousand in legal bills. Now, for those who don't know Coca Band, that's one of CM Punk's best friends, and he wrestled mostly in the indies. You see him in Ring of Honor. I used to see him at House of Hardcore. So I mean, and then you know what? He's, oh, wow. He is the creator of Pro Wrestling Tees. So he has, you know, he, he has some money and stuff coming in there, but it ain't no CM Punk money because CM Punk, when he was hot in the WWE, he saved his money. And then, of course, he's been doing UFC fights. So CM Punk has been, he's a saver. He always said that. So CM, he don't have the CM Punk's kind of money. So CM Punk, according to the text messages, said that he would take care of Coca Banner's legal fees 100% because the reason why this is all happening is. Coke, uh, CM Punk came on Coca Band's podcast to talk about the doctor that uh, did him wrong in WWE, and it was like a, a hour and a half, two hour podcast where CM Punk was just venting and letting it all out. And of course, uh, Coca Band was hit with that subpoena, and then he said, "Well, hey, CM Punk, I, I, they're coming after us." And he says, "Don't worry about it. I'll take care of everything." But now, all of a sudden, CM Punk says that, "Hey, I need you to pay half of it." And I, out of the blue, needs him to pay half of it. And he says, look, I hope you don't turn this into an ugly thing, but you already uh, kind of showed your colors already. And I'm like, so this is the only half of the story. However, you know, in a court of law, you can use text messages as a form of a contract. They say that, hey, yeah. you agreed to pay this. And now all of a sudden that you're not paying this. So Coca Ban is suing him for $1.2 million. And I'm pretty sure, I don't know if Coco Band's going to get all the money that he is suing for, but I do know that he is trying to at least get the money to pay for these court calls, which he's going to have court calls now, of course, also. But uh, Of course. Yeah, exactly. But th- this situation is very toxic. You know, so what's your take mostly on, on hearing all this stuff coming out about CM Punk? Are you really even surprised? I'm not surprised. I mean, after the whole thing with Punk ranting on uh, the um, WWE superstars who were in his corner, especially Corey Graves, after hearing him like rant about them because they're still with the company, mm. uh, I'm not surprised anymore. It's like he has a thing where 
he burns his bridges, but it's the wrong bridges he's burning. So mm. he tortures the hell out of them bridges. Right. I'm I'm not surprised. See, and it sucks because I like punk. It do, but see, that's the thing that bothers me the most is I don't know why you are turning on all these people. It's kind of like when a, you, you have a friend or you, like you, you and your best friend work at this place and you have a bit of falling out. And since they're your best friend, they're supposed to follow suit. And But in right. reality, it's like, no, you fucked up. Or you have a problem with this manager or this boss. I don't. So... You gotta go, and I understand. You know, people don't like those kind of situations. And trust me, WWE is known for a lot of shady shit, and WWE is known for a lot of things going on in their business that they can, like, especially their doctors and stuff like that. But you can't just expect these people to quit their livelihoods and saying they support the enemy. It's a job. So if if all your friends that support you quit. Does that so? What you gonna do? Are you gonna pay their bills? Because obviously you're not gonna take care of Coca Bandas. You know what right. I'm saying? So Coca Banda was found. Uh, when he was seeing Puck was more mad at Coca Banda when he was spotted at a WWE backstage, and he felt as though he was talking. You shouldn't be talking with the enemy when we have a court case coming up, and right. that already put the bad taste in CM Punk's mouth. There has been reports of Hornswoggle actually just call, uh, trying to contact CM Punk to get a number of another friend that he has, a mutual friend, and CM Punk automatically like deleted Hornswoggle and said he was trying to get something out of him. Chris Jericho tried to contact CM Punk, and then he said that, no, he didn't want to contact Chris Jericho because all Chris Jericho's trying to do is to get him on his podcast to get his story, and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, what? He's so paranoid, and it seems like he's so. I mean, okay, allegedly, because that's what it looks like from the surface. I don't know what goes on in Punk's life. I do not know what, you know, he's feeling or if, if these people actually portrayed him, but people that he has been close friends with, like Kofi Kingston and stuff like that, I doubt he uh-huh. even talked to them people anymore. And I'm like, it, it's a it's a sad situation, but uh, it's it kind of reminds me of remember when Titus O'Neil grabbed Mr. McMahon's arm, uh, and he got suspended, and he got suspended, and then Batista said that's the that's that shit they put because him and him and Batista are tight, and Batista was like he needs to quit, and it's like I get you that's your boy, but are you gonna pay? Because when he quits, is he gonna you gonna pay his bills? What you going exactly? What, what, what you going exactly. to do? And it's very, it's very unfortunate that that happens. And I'm just like, okay, so, and I'm like, I don't see now. Once again, only one side of the story. But according to what I'm reading, I'm like, I don't see what Coca Bandit is doing wrong here. If you told, like, Q, if you told me, yo, okay, because uh, we got, uh, of course, Q flows having a summer same party at his house. If I come over to the party and he like, oh, well, we ain't got no food here. We ain't got nothing because I need half the money from y'all. I'm like, well, according to what the text messages and stuff said, you got this 100%. Right. And if I come over there and you expected something out of me when, you know, you told me everything was cool, that's an issue. And then if you come out and then blame me on it and get mad at it, that's a problem. That's what it's like here with with the CM Punk. He can't do that. Exactly. And, And as far as, like, for Punk, he can't do that. That's not fair. No, especially to his best friend. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you burning all the wrong... Like, you burning bridges with all the wrong people. Like... It, 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 it's messed up. Cause I'm just like, so... What if AJ 
is contacted, right? And wants to come right. back to this WWE. Because nah, you, know, you know she was, when they asked, which WWE former female do you want to see at Evolution, she was number one. Number one. Like, out of all, it, it out of wasn't all even, the folks, she was number one. It wasn't even fair, to be honest with you. Right. It wasn't even fair. You want to divorce her when she, go, when she goes back? Like, that's... Right. That's King Petty. That's, that's King Petty, something like that happens. I mean, so you can't... This is her... Now, I'm not saying AJ Lee would want to go back, or even if it's a one-off type thing. I don't know if AJ would like to do that or anything like that, but I'm sitting there trying to think, like, how is their marriage going? Because it's it's like, are you walking on eggshells over there to the point where if you just, if you just watch WWE... Or you say something wrong, will he just go off because he's so bitter with the company? Or is he so bitter of, you know, how his life is going? And once again, I don't fault CM Punk for feeling the way he feels. Because for the situation that he left with and the way Vince runs his wrestlers ragged, I have no problem. I understand where he's coming from. But however, if that's how you feel... It's like Bret Hart ain't turned on Owen Hart because Owen Hart stayed and Bret left. They screwed Bret. And he was riding for his brother, but once again, he ain't want to go to WCW, and I don't blame him. But I'm just saying, but, uh, and he wasn't going to get the Bret Hart money that WCW was giving him anyway. So, you know, you can't necessarily blame that. So if they call AJ Lee, are we getting a report that, you know, CM Punk is having issues with that? He wants to get a divorce from AJ Lee because she wanted to go back to WWE or she wants to do a one-off at a all-women's pay-per-view, which is something that WWE has never done before? Right. I'm surprised. I mean, they probably even, they probably, who's to say they didn't call it for the Royal Rumble? Good point. But, uh, but once again, who's to say that they tried to call her and CM Punk didn't try to block the call? Right. See, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. So, we don't know. how they, they, they could look to see that they have a healthy marriage. And beyond closed doors, it could probably be very toxic. We've seen how Alberto Del Rio and Paige went. Mm-hmm. we see how that, that whole toxic relationship went. So, we never know. AJ and... Uh, CM Punk had problems, but once again, like th- there's nothing really going for CM Punk. He lost both his fights at UFC. The man's about to turn 40 years old this year, and he already burnt so many bridges. Because you look, when Vince McMahon leaves the door open, out of all the people that done Vince McMahon wrong or just had a sour exit in this business, from Ultimate Warrior to Bret Hart to all those kind of people, they've came back gold dust that they, they all came back and they can Vince gave him another run hell even put him in the hall of fame macho man came back he it was too late but he came back mm-hmm. so there is no doubt in my mind if Vince ever wanted to welcome CM Punk back he will welcome him. he would he'll welcome him back oh, but, but I tell you what he if he, he he not gonna have a friend in the world back there no not, not at all the way he said, I'm just saying, like, like the close friendships, like Corey Grace, like I said, I haven't heard any Kofi Kingston talk anything about CM Kofi Punk. Kofi ain't say nothing yet. Yeah, he ain't say nothing. So I don't even know if they still friends or they, they he does talk to him or like I don't know what that relationship is. I mean, I would like to know, but because uh, I even you know, I honestly until Corey Grace sent that tweet a couple months ago, I ain't know him and Corey Graves were that cool. I know Corey Graves in NXT when uh, CM Punk was here, but I never knew that they were like that tight. So, you know, once again, the more you know. So, mm-hmm. 
it's a very unfortunate situation that is is happening with them. So, uh, I, I I hope that once this settlement is over between Cocabana and CM Punk, that he just moves on. Like Cocabana moves on, in other words, and CM yeah. Punk. Like I need I need CM he Punk should. to kind of get this wake up call. I don't even know if him and Cash's Ono are still cool. I didn't know him and Cash's Ono was cool. Yeah. Oh, they they are they are real but, tight. But but Cash has stayed with the company, so probably not well actually Cassius went back to the company because he left went to the oh, Indies with Chris Hero and then went to the company oh I see I know that yeah and went back because him and Chris Hero back in the day before uh, CM Punk was in Ring of Honor they was having like hour long classics in indie wrestling him and Chris Hero was and then uh, CM Punk he went to WWE and uh Chris Hero stayed in the Indies, and then CM Punk left, and then Chris Hero came back to NXT. So I don't even know, you know, what the relationship with, with them two is. But yeah, hey, I don't even know if they still talking now. But who, right? Who knows? Who knows? But I don't know. Punk, Punk got to get it together, man. He does. But I tell you, who did get it together though? It, Ring of Honor. First of all, Ring of Honor New Japan took the biggest slap. Took the biggest hand they could and slapped Vince McMahon in the face. <laughs> and what I mean by that is, so they having a show at Madison Square Garden and they sold out. They're doing a Ring of Honor versus New Japan show at Madison Square Garden and they sold out. Now I don't, you now QFlow, I I don't want to you know you know judge. So I'm going to ask you, do you know the history? between WWE and Madison Square Garden over the years? Um, wasn't it, wasn't like one of the earlier WrestleManias at Madison Square Garden? Well, yeah, uh, 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 actually, uh, wasn't from, it the first, was the first one there? Yeah, the first one, the 10th one, and the 20th one. 20, yeah, I know 20 was there. But, and then, of course, they've had plenty of other things there like the Royal Rumble 2008 was there and then plenty of Rawls and stuff of that nature but yeah I just figured like I know they did business there like yeah. good business there but here's the thing Madison Square Garden New York that's been WWE territory for as long as I can remember no other wrestling show promotion or anything has ever performed in Madison Square Garden other than WWE that's None. wow. <laughs> they they own Madison Square Garden. And I mean own I mean they don't actually own the building, but I'm just saying, but that's like that's their yeah. territory. Even when WCW was hot, when WCW would come to New York, they would come to the other places. They never went to Madison Square Garden. They never they, first of all they can't because once again, WWE officials will block that out if they ever try to go in there. So Madison Square Garden and WWE have a Story history. They, they, it goes back to Bruno San Martino wrestling Larry Sabisco and all of them in Madison Square Garden. That's that's crazy. Yeah, superstar Billy Graham and all those wrestling. Ooh, in, Billy in, Graham. Exactly. Ooh. Wrestling in Madison Square Garden back when it was the WWF with Vince McMahon's daddy. Uh, with Big Vince. Yeah, with Big Vince. It's always been since, I would say the 60s, late 60s, early 70s, it's been WWE territory. And no other wrestling promotion has, one, gone in there and then sold it out. And so what was supposed to happen was, you know, WrestleMania 35 is going to be in New York again this year. 
Yeah, but it's it's like that man. That's not New York. That's Jersey. Yeah, see, I'm so, with you. that's Jersey. Yeah, so obviously they didn't have a place. Uh, Madison Square Garden was looking like okay. So if that's the case, are we going to get like NXT Takeover? Are we going to get any of your shows? And WWE said no. They're not even having access over there. I'm not sure if it's a good enough building to have access over there, but they're not having anything over there. So Ring of Honor said okay. Well, we'll take the building then, and we're going to do a yeah. wrestling show right on WrestleMania weekend. So, of course, when WWE heard the They're news... They're doing it WrestleMania weekend? Oh, yeah. Oh. So, so the, the, yeah. The, the, the thing is, when WWE heard about that, WWE calls Madison Square Garden, and they said, hey, we got Undertaker coming, we're booking this house show at Madison Square Garden, and then we, we got a certain amount of deals, and... All of a sudden, Mass Square Garden called Ring of Honor and told him their deal was off. So the guy from I forgot who the president somebody like that from Ring of Honor is was was kind of pissed by that. Then all of a sudden, a deal fell through with uh, WWE and Mass Square Garden, and they never contacted Mass Square Garden back on the deal. So they said, "Hey, let's go do Ring of Honor." So they're doing a Ring of Honor versus New Japan wrestling show at Mass Square Garden. On the same night of NXT TakeOver New York. Which is... That's wild. Which, exactly. Indie Wrestling versus Indie Wrestling, which is right down the block. And they sold it out. And once again, everybody may seem like, well, Vince McMahon doesn't care about that. Vince McMahon does care when you stomping in his... Territory. No, this is history. No wrestling company ever sold out Mass Square Garden other than WWE, and no wrestling company has been there other than WWE. And now you're putting Ring of Honor, who, if you know the history of where Ring of Honor came from, was well, shit. And New Japan was very big in Japan, but now they got the extension coming over here now. So now WWE has been more aggressive. If you have not seen of signing their indie talent. Have you seen the influx of indie talent that they've been signing? So, I have not. Actually. Okay, well, uh, like on this past NXT, uh, Keith Lee, that's an indie Keith guy. Keith Lee? Yeah, that's an indie guy. They just signed Ricochet. They signed EC3. They signed the War Raiders. Those are indie guys. Yeah. And, okay, okay. I thought, I thought you meant like brand new people. Like Keith Lee was the only like that I heard of. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, well, they, they have other guys on there that uh, like the guy Cash's Ono fault was an indie guy that he just like straight knocked out the one who dressed like Ryu yeah yeah so <laughs> yeah they, um, they're, they're getting all into that but this is like big news so that everybody's wondering hey are the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega going to sign with New Japan for another year in Ring of Honor to do this show because the selfish part of me was like I would like to see Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks in the WWE However, huh? I said me too. However, to, to to slap WWE in the face, I would like to see them at Madison Square Garden doing a sold out show of Ring of Honor versus New Japan. And it sold out so quickly. Because fans wanted to see something new. There are a lot of fans that's going to choose that over NXT. And NXT does good shows. They do. They do great shows. Wait, is this the 10,000 seat? 
No, no, that's all in. About... That's all in. That was all in. Okay, all right. That's okay. uh, that's next month. And WWE is scared about that too because they sold that out, and uh, people are they put on pay per view. People are going to watch that. I'm actually thinking about ordering that show to check it out. Bro, they got Christopher Daniels versus Stephen Amell. Oh boy. Okay, minus that, they got you know <laughs> that that's ass. But I'm just saying. But they got uh, Kenny Omega versus Pentagon Junior. I'm a huge Pentagon um, fan because I was um, yeah. on the ground. So Kenny Omega, I'm like that's a damn good match right there. They actually uh, now, I forgot Cody Rhodes is facing somebody for the NWA Championship. Uh, then you have. Uh, Marty Scroll versus Okada, the the young. I know Bucks. Rey Mysterio's in there. Yes, Rey Mysterio. He got a match against the Young Bucks. Uh, with a couple other people. So I'm just like, you know what? Yeah. Look, yeah. they going all in. It's it's selling out, and I'm just like, look, I I want to see them do good, but see, this is what the wrestling business is so direly missing, and that's competition. Mm-hmm. And this is the only thing that has ever. It doesn't have to be WCW, but this is the only thing that's been making waves. Because if your product is so bad, because people don't understand, when it comes to competition, competition makes people better. Because you don't want to get blown out or beat. You're going to give them the best that you can. You're not going to just give them BS kind of things. It's like this. All right, Q-Flow, you being a rapper, right? So if you're in a battle and the other guy is fired, and like he dropping the bars and everything, you're gonna go out there. You're gonna bring your best, of course. But if the other guy is trash and you know, like, okay, I can beat this guy with the most bare minimum rhyme. What's the point of going hard? Now, that the, that remains to be seen. It all depends on your passion. But it's kind of like if I'm playing my son in basketball, I'm not gonna go hard on him because I can beat him. He's easy. I could trash him. He, he's a, he, I, I'm about two feet taller than he is. You know what I'm saying? And then uh, I, I, I weigh about more, like almost close to 300 pounds more than he do. So I'm like, it, it's just no competition. But if I'm playing somebody that's 6'8", that's like 275, oh, I got to bring my A game. That's just human nature. And this is the same thing when it comes with Vince McMahon. What competition is there? Do you know what WWE is going to competition with? Monday Night Football, Dancing with the Stars, cable <laughs> cable shows. That's prime not time television. Prime time television. That's what they're going to competition with. However, when you got these uh, like the wrestling things like brewing, and it's like okay, well you know what? I'd rather go to a sold out Madison Square Garden show opposed to an NXT show because when you start leaving NXT. Something got your interest. Right. This, this, this show is not even until WrestleMania weekend, and it already sold out before anything WWE has done sold out. And you, you can tell the more wrestling fans, especially, they don't care if it's, it's like, it's, it's history. You got you got to be there. Like, you, you want to you be there to say, I was there the day that Madison Square Garden sold out another wrestling show that was not the WWE. And when you have New Japan versus Ring of Honor, you have all the Ring of Honor stars, you have all the New Japan stars, and deep down inside is, me... Uh, is Jericho going to be there? You know what? I don't know. Because Jericho don't want to burn no bridges with McMahon, but he but did... I feel like Jericho got a free pass, though. In a way, he does, but once again, like when he did the stuff with New Japan, 
He said that Vince knew about it. Vince knew about it. So, but he doesn't want, you know, he don't want to burn the, because you don't want to burn the bridges. You know, you don't want to bite the hand that feeds you. Because Jericho was able to come back to WWE whenever he wants to. Jericho's able to come back to WWE whenever he wants to. So, I get that. Uh, but it's also it's like, okay, I, I, I'm older. I want, you know, I got Fozzy going on. I want to try new things. So, why don't I, uh, Try TNA, which is also one of the things he was thinking about because Impact is making Impact is making waves again. Can you do you hear me? Fun isn't yeah. something one considers yeah. when say, say, say that one more time though, because I think I'm tripping. I think my mic messing up. Okay, say that again. Impact is making waves. Impact. Oh my goodness. Yes, Impact Wrestling is making major waves, and uh, I'm like. When when their Slammiversary pay per view was better than the the previous three WWE pay per views, I'm like, what universe am I living in right now? What universe is am I living in right now where this is just Thanos, shutting it down? Thanos snapped in effect, isn't it? Hey, yo, uh, bro, it is. And forgive me, everybody who out there who heard my Thanos ringtone, you know. But I'm I'm celebrating Avengers: Infinity War release today when I'm recording this, so you already know. Oh, you already know I went to go pick up the Blu-ray. You already know I did that. I went there this morning at 9 o'clock. You already know I did that. Oh, yeah. That that movie probably sold out. Yeah, that <laughs> Exactly. So, uh, I think it's good. If you had an opportunity to go to... Which one would you go to? Would you go to the sold-out Madison Square Garden show? Or would you go to NXT? If somebody can give you a couple tickets and a free hotel. Because they're right down the street from each other. They are... Between NXT, so you talking about like Takeover Brooklyn? No, no, no. Takeover Brooklyn is at the SummerSlam weekend. This is WrestleMania weekend. Oh, oh, oh. Now, so I'm not talking that takeover about. Is. Yeah, I, I, yeah. So, so it's most likely gonna be Takeover New York. So, would you go to Takeover New York because they're both on Saturday night, or would you go to the uh, Madison Square Garden show? Oh man, I think I'm. A- I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the Madison Square Garden show because you know what? It's gonna be more matches to watch and enjoy. Yeah, you know what? I was saying the same thing. And opposed to what Vince be charging for Madison Square Garden, they are charging cheaper. It's like three hundred dollars for a front row ticket at Madison Square Garden. Do you know how much a Madison Square Garden ticket was for the WWE? Probably three hundred for a nosebleed. Yeah, it's like it was like a grand. Oh my goodness! It was like a grand because you're in Madison Square. Garden. You're in the mecca. Okay. Of sports entertainment, so yeah, he he charged a pretty penny for them front row seats at Madison Square Garden, but they're charging. That's what I'm saying, like that's what I'm saying, like like if NXT NXT Takeover whatever New York is in Madison Square Garden, and you're only gonna get like three matches. Yeah, well, maybe four. Like that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to All In. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, I will definitely go to that stuff. But, you know, yeah, I, that's one thing I had to, you know, bring, bring up real quick. But, you know, so something else that came up in the news uh, last week is uh, your boy Randy Orton. Oh, boy. And, yes, I don't. That, that's. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, he's back in the news doing 2003, 2004 Randy Orton shit. So, apparently, a couple of the, the writers are pu- pulling the sheet off of the secrets of Randy Orton saying that, um, uh, he would come to the back and interest up. He would do this to all the new writers. He would pull out his penis, play with it with his hand, and then ask the the new writer to shake his hand. And if they didn't want to shake his hand, 
Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That sounds like something you hear off a of Jackass 3 or something. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But Randy Orton, if you... Like, Randy Orton 2003, 2004 would do some shit like this. And then right. he would uh, say, oh, wait a minute. You don't want to shake my hand? You know, the 13th time, you know, the, the veteran that's here. Should I go tell Triple H and Stephanie that you don't want to go shake my hand? And we like, threatening their job. So they didn't say, you know, Aww. yes. And, of course, now they're trying to bring up charges. And now he's being under investigation of about this because, you know, more and more stories are coming out. And then, you know, especially of different writers and people on the creative team. But uh, your thoughts on Randy Orton, you know, giving the RKO to his penis? Uh, he gotta relax. <laughs> <All right. laughs> relax. What are you doing? Relax. Like next thing you know, CC went first is his penis. Next thing you know, they pulling up old tweets. Like, come on, yeah. or and chill, man. I agree. I mean, again, that, that sounds like see, and, but but I'm being a hypocrite because that's something they would do on Jackass, and I'll laugh. <laughs> but, but I mean, <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> It is, but but still, Orton, you you got to relax, man. Yes, I I do agree, and I'm just like, I I I don't know what it is, but uh, he lose now he gonna lose to Jeff Hardy, the, bro. He not even in the match at SummerSlam right now. Oh wow, that, that's, that's that's the thing. I, that's the, that's the messed up. I was like, wait, so are you supposed are you gonna be in the match at SummerSlam at all? Because I I was like, the way the story is adding up, it's clearly a triple threat. Clearly a triple threat, and I'm sitting there thinking like, okay, well, why not uh, add Randy Orton to the mix? He's part of this whole thing, but unless they, they add him tonight on SmackDown, they haven't added Randy Orton to anything. They probably won't now. I mean, well, he said he's still be under investigation, and then we know we Randy Orton does have this history of probably getting himself out of trouble. I mean, well, I mean, he has been suspended before for the violating the wellness policy of course right but uh nothing too major that i can remember randy on but if you was telling me this in 2003 to 2004 no doubt in my mind randy Orton's doing this no doubt <coughs> but i figured since he has a wife now and, and kids and he has kids now you know randy Orton would have cooled down so yeah so his version of cooling down is i'm just gonna play with my penis and, you know, probably, he probably sitting right there in his wrestling clothes, probably right after a match, too, like, ill. Mm. <laughs> and he's sitting there like, what the fuck am I going to do with this? You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, so, I mean. It's like, he try- I don't know. It's like a, uh, I'm trying to think. It's like, all right, don't, now, no, no disrespect to you. No, but it's like a, it's like, it's like, he, it's like, it's like he's trying to be, it's like you're a, he a whole father. He's trying, like, still trying to be like one of the guys. Yes, yes, yes. I can see that. Yes, I'm trying to be with the crowd. Like I'm trying to be cool, like the young guys. Like that's something. That's something. That's something you would hear from like a young, ver- like the young versions of Edge and Christian. Uh huh. Or like the Hardy, like the young Hardy boys, Extreme Team Extreme. That's something. That's something like some wild, some funny hazing shit you would hear from them back when they were younger. That's what I'm saying. And when Randy like, Orton was like 23, 22 years old, yeah, I'm thinking I would hear that from I would have believed that, right. But now now it's like, now it's just like, uh, you too old to be doing this, man. Come on. I agree. Um, 
But okay, so yes, so I, you know, those are a couple topics that I really wanted to talk about that happened last week that I felt as though that I needed to do a podcast about on because this podcast is not going to be as long as the other podcasts, but I do need to get into the NXT review. So uh, let's hit that music. All right, so NXT this uh, this past Wednesday, we are one more show before the go home of Takeover Brooklyn, and uh, now I did not get a chance to see the whole main event, but there has been you know a lot of things to talk about here. So Nikki Cross takes on Amber Nova. I was when I see her come out, I was just like, I, I wasn't really feeling anything. I was just like, it, like she she got like a Liv Morgan. Old school Liv Morgan kind of vibe with just like yeah. she was like too fit for me and she was too long. I was like, I don't, I don't know. Too fit? Yeah, I was just like, now nah, don't get me wrong. I like like Bianca Belair, Lacey Evans fit. I don't get me wrong. Was she was she tall like uh, Michelle McCool? Y- yeah, like it's like the abdomen is just stretched freakishly <laughs> long, and I'm just like. Uh, like, cause now Michelle McCool back in the day, I was cool with, but and I know she's been sick. But when I see her at the Royal Rumble two, uh, 2018, and I'm like, why is your abdomen so fucking long? Like, <laughs> see, being with the Undertaker like made you grow three inches. So, uh, so yeah, Nikki Cross defeated Amber Nova just to you know uh, put Nikki Cross on there. I don't know me personally, Nikki Cross don't. I don't like her as a face. Like her character don't fit a face. I don't like face. Crazy people or face monsters, such as Braun Strowman. If you're going to be a monster or you're going to be a lunatic, you need to be a heel, such as Dean Ambrose. Right. Dean Ambrose needs to, needs to be a heel as well. The, so the jacked up Dean Ambrose, my yeah, God, bruh. You know, I'm just saying. If y'all want to hear the old Dean Ambrose, exactly. So I mean, if y'all want to hear about why Renee Young was on, that's why she was on the commentary. Yo, she, no, she I'm telling you right now, that's why Renee Young was quiet. <laughs> She was quiet that whole Dean Ambrose time. She was quiet. She was. She was quiet. That's called dickmatized. You hear me? <laughs> she came out. She said, you know what? I ain't know you look like that. My bad. She said, I was just <laughs> with you yesterday. But something about when that music was playing and you came out. And I'm just like, oh, you better turn on Seth Rollins on Sunday. You better do it. You, you better do Man, it. Man, so you wanted immediately on Sunday. I went on Sunday. I'm just like. I didn't, if they, cause, uh, my wife, I'm sorry to go off a tangent real quick, but my wife was asking me, why did he not wait till SummerSlam? I'm like, no, you gotta let the people soak this in right now. Ambrose is back after about nine, uh, uh, about eight, seven, eight months. And then he, uh, comes back and the crowd is going fucking crazy for him. I went nuts in my house. I'm jumping <laughs> around everywhere. Exactly. So you gotta, like, yeah. you gotta let that, let that sit. So then when they go to SummerSlam, they trust him. And then when it when the heartbreak happens then it's like what the fuck Dean that's what you do because you don't want to get cheered at SummerSlam the fans are already hot for you and then also you you turn around and do that it's, it's just too much too much emotion yeah. you you let you let it simmer for a week and then when he come out next week everybody's all hyped and he turn on he turn on Seth after Seth wins the, the, the Intercontinental Championship and then we have a, a new program but I will I will wait to get into that Doing the predictions. Pre- yep, because I got some theories. Exactly. So, but we're at not theories. Yeah, I got theories. Come on. Yeah, but yeah, but we're now at uh, NXT. So yeah, I don't like face Nikki Cross. I like her more like a heel. But I I, I understand. 
Yeah. Ricochet was supposed to have a match, but then the Undisputed Era laid Ricochet out. So that was uh, putting some heat on him and Adam Cole's North American Championship match at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn this oh, Saturday. Oh, Adam, Adam Cole's back. Okay. Yes, Adam Cole, baby. Yeah, so it's him versus Ricochet for the North American Championship at TakeOver. That's going to be good. Yes. Then we had uh, Cassius Ono takes on uh, Adrian, uh, I do not. Jaoud. Jaoud, yeah. Uh, who came out there looking like straight Ryu from training in Street Fighter Five? I'm sorry, he Bearded did. Ryu. Like if you look at Ryu from Street Fighter Five, I don't know if you played it too much, but he has the full face beard and everything. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, that's Ryu right there. That's all the way Ryu. <laughs> and I'm like, he got the feet tape. Yeah, exactly. He was doing the jewel flips and everything. Cash don't even give a fuck about none of that. He just gave a couple forearms here, forearms there, and then Cash is on a one. And look, I'm telling you. Cassius Ono is probably going to heal. I have a theory about Cassius Ono, but I'm going to save it for in a couple... The predictions. No, no, a couple minutes when we get to the end. Oh, oh, uh, oh, okay, okay. Then we have uh, the next match was Keith Lee making his debut, uh, taking on Marcel... Uh, Barthel? Barthel, who was a German who kept chanting nine. Uh, this was... Oh, boy. First of all, have you ever seen Keith Lee before? I have not. I've heard of him. I've heard of okay. him, but I haven't seen him in action. Keith Lee, when, if, when, when he gets that big takeover match, you're going to really see what Keith Lee can do. And first of all, I, I was surprised that Keith Lee was selling more in this match because I was like, he, he was on kind of defense type thing. And I understand that, but I'm just like, but Keith Lee, no, man, you should be dominating like Cash Zono was type thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, But, you know, for, for a big guy like that, there's a lot of things he Keith Lee, I'm telling you, if you go look at the, the, the like the top ten moves of Keith Lee, he can clear the top rope. What a, like, as Marvel yeah, Nada I seen was, him doing. I seen him flying. Yeah. Yeah. When, when Marvel Nada be like top rope suicida, like he can do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, like he's a very great talent. So uh, seeing him comes on and Keith Lee uh, beats him with the ground zero, which is like a. I, I just like the way the move is. It's like a combination attitude adjustment jackhammer. I'm like, uh, yes. Yeah, it's on fire. So I'm liking all of that. So Keith Lee uh, wins there. I, I want to see him dominant. However, I want to see him. Like, he cut a decent, he had a decent vignette. I just hope they don't Uha Nation him. And for those who don't know who Uha Nation was, that's Apollo Crews. Right. And I don't want, because Apollo Crews was very talented in Ring of Honor in the Indies, and he came over and he started smiling, and he had no he he had uh, uh probably about a personality of like a burnt piece of bacon, and it just wasn't you know great. So well, you know how these you know how to you know how NXT do. Keith Lee got to go see the gatekeeper, Velveteen Dream. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, you know what? Velveteen Dream had a was it was it this show where Velveteen Dream invited EC3 over to. His whatever that place was, and uh, they had they had the little talk, and then he knocks Velveteen Dream into the pool, and he was like, oh, I, "I can't I don't remember that. I can't swim." And then he's like, "Stand up!" It's only in three feet of water. It, it, it was a nice little it was a nice little vignette. It was silly, but it was a nice little vignette. However, <laughs> Velveteen Dream needs to win this match at Takeover if he wants to keep the momentum. Velveteen Dream needs to win this match. ASAP. Uh, yeah. then Wait, we, no. I need my points. 
No, no, dude, it's over. It's over. It's over. <laughs> Velveteen Dream need to win this match. It's over for look. Ain't nothing what you ain't nothing you can do. Ain't nothing you can do. Uh, next, next up, uh, we had uh, t- uh, Tyara, Tyara, Tiara, Akadi versus Vanessa Bourne, and the winner is going to qualify in the May Young Classic. First of all, uh, Tyara's music. Don't match her at all. Oh God! It don't. I, I'm listening to it. I'm just like, what? Is she come out rapping? And don't get me wrong. I'm not stereotype. I'm not saying no white folks supposed to have rap kind of music. I mean, we seen John Cena's and we liked his. I'm just saying. Right. At least the what she got a beat. What she got a. What she got like a hip hop beat like like Lana. Well, kind of, but it, it it reminded me of Chris Hero when he used to come out and rap to his own song. But I like Chris Hero's song, but. Hers, I'm just like, it's not really a rap song. It just has like a couple of lines that she keeps repeating. And I'm like, it don't fit you. It's kind of like how Billy Kidman's song didn't fit him. And I was like, why <laughs> right. do you have it? And I'm just like, it just doesn't, it just doesn't fit your character. Uh, Vanessa Bourne, I'm starting to like her character a lot more. But, of course, she lost. So, uh, Tiara's going into the main classic. I will not give no spoilers away because I didn't read any spoilers, but we know Q-Flow is known for reading a lot of spoilers. I read spoilers one time. <laughs> yeah, and so I'm just like, I'm just like, uh-uh, uh-uh. So, <laughs> one time. <laughs> yeah, yeah one time is all you need. And I just, <laughs> and it was by accident. It, it was in the comments. Somebody posted it in the comments section. I'm telling you right now. It was huge, and I couldn't miss it. Uh, and it's all good. That That's on you. But I'm saying this, so I they, I they already done tape. They already had the finals, but it doesn't come on until September, I believe it is, and it goes all the way up until October when, of course, they have the uh the, the whole evolution pay per view. Then we okay. have oh yeah 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 okay yeah. So uh then we have Alistair Black takes on Johnny Gargano. And Tommaso Ciampa interrupts the matchup. This is the one I did not get to see this part, but the matchup was going on was pretty good. And then after Tommaso Ciampa interrupts uh, uh, the matchup, William Rio comes out to make a huge takeover proclamation it has here for him to become, it to be a triple threat match for the championship. And I'm like, right. okay, yes, please. I'll take a triple threat match between these three guys because it makes sense for the story. However, this is all taped. Alistair Black has gotten injured during a house show. He he pulled his groin. Yeah. And that groin injury is going to have. Oh, him. so so that's a real. I thought it was. I thought it was fake. Uh, no, 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 related. It's real. It's real. So he pulled oh, he, he pulled his shit. groin and he's out for like six months. He may come back. Uh, uh, people were saying maybe October. I'm like, no, he's done for. 28. He may be done for 2018 and come back 2019. And honestly, if Alistair Black comes back. It probably should be, be a heel. It well, yeah, and it needs to be at the Royal Rumble. He needs to go. There's nothing for him to do left at on on the uh, NXT unless NXT. he comes back and goes for his championship again because he never truly got his rematch, the one he wants, like a one on one clean match. So, but so they they had this angle where somebody attacked Aleister Black backstage. Who was the one that attacked Aleister Black? And what I liked about it is. They made it great because they made it like a game of Clue. It was like the murder on the Oriental Express. And I'm like, because during that whole thing, you had Heavy Machinery was out there. You had Lars Sullivan out there. 
You had Ricochet out there. You, it was like so many people that was out there. Of course, you had Gorgano. You had Ciampa out there. And everybody was just like, who did it? Right? So, real quick, who do you think attacked Alistair Black? You said, who do I think did it? Yeah. Um, I'm not going to hold you. It, I want to say Gargano might have done it. Because here's my thing. Honestly, never mind, never mind. I'll get into that later. But uh, it, I think it might have either is uh, Gargano or, hmm, I don't know. I'm just thinking story-wise, it might be, or, I mean, I don't want to say, see, I don't want to say Ciampa, because that's too, that's too obvious. Yeah, but see, I don't think it's Ciampa, but here's the thing, because, you know, they had, you know, Laura Sullivan back in the way, and we know, uh, we haven't seen Laura Sullivan since, uh, oh, yeah. we haven't seen, since, since their match, when they yeah. had that match. Look, I heard this on Solid Monsters Podcast, so I'm not going to take credit but when I, because I had a theory about it, then the way he said it, I was like, you know what? You confirm my theory. I'm going to go with you 100%. Peep, peep this. Cash is Ono. Oh. So yeah. my theory is if you've seen the past couple of Cash's Ono matches, he got that heel look in his eye. He's been pissed off. Cash's Ono has been one of the only members on the roster that has been losing to all these indie darlings, even though he is an indie darling. But he's been losing. <laughs> To all these people and build up losers. So what better way to get pissed off than to take out the guy that has another championship opportunity? The one you never got a chance to really get a, 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 a chance you never really got with the championship. So I'm saying, hey, why not it be Cassius Ono that gives some Alistair Black something, a good program to come back to when he's healthy? Right. That, 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 that's just that's, that's a complete conspiracy theory. That's just throwing it out there. So you know, it makes sense. It makes sense. I was just thinking story wise, Gargano need to get the get the competition out of the way. I I do. I mean, I do understand I that know. as he, well. He ain't won a match in God knows how long. So I don't know why he has a title shot. Because if this was Roman Reigns, there would be a riot. But I get it. <laughs> we love Gargano. We love Gargano. You, you know what? So. You, you nailed it right on the head, though. But, you know, so this was an interesting episode of NXT this week. I'm curious to see what's going to happen next week. Oh, well, actually, uh, tomorrow uh, or actually or, or tonight, whenever you're hearing this podcast, because it's going to be on Wednesday. And we will talk about that on the No Gimmicks Needed podcast that's coming up this weekend. I'm going to try to have it up by Friday which or Saturday morning. Yeah, you know, a Saturday morning will be better when it comes to the predictions for SummerSlam and NXT TakeOver Brooklyn as well. So make sure you stay tuned for that. I do not, as of right now, have an update on the fantasy scoring. Cause I know you're going to ask me, but don't worry. By the podcast, by the podcast I record, the fantasy will be up to date because this is the finals. After SummerSlam, it's a whole new season. A whole new season of fantasy. So this is the last shebang of who's going oh, yeah. to win fantasy. Because then, then the next fantasy is going to start. And then we're going to go all the way to the Survivor Series. We're going all the way to Survivor Series? Yes. Oh, I thought this was going to WrestleMania. Oh, no, 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 no. We're going okay. to Survivor Series. Then... So we do this to the to the big four? Well, no, because Royal Rumble. Well, no. So Okay, so how I usually do it is I do three. I do uh, like three seasons in a year. So I do, after WrestleMania is over, we, we start the new wrestling season. So uh-huh. <clears throat> it goes, excuse me, it goes from Wrestle, uh, the, 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 the 
WrestleMania Monday, yeah. all the way down to SummerSlam because that's the mid-season finale. Then it goes from SummerSlam to Survivor Series. Then we take a break at the end of the year because it's Christmas time, that whole month of December, mm-hmm. and you know, and Thanksgiving and stuff. And then come, then we draft right in January for the Royal Rumble. So then it goes from the Royal Rumble all the way down. I mean, it goes to a, a couple weeks before the Royal Rumble all the way down to WrestleMania. Okay. That's how it goes. So, okay. Well, I ain't expecting to win. I'm just expecting to be to place close enough to get an early vote. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I feel you on that pick. one. I feel you on that one. Because I think, yeah, uh, uh, these random draws and stuff like that. I, I think I'm gonna do it by who had go by points and when we could do it like this. But you know, remember it's a snake. It's a snake draft. So yeah. So yes, but SummerSlam is the final shebang. So we're gonna see uh, who we got and then who's gonna be on the next draft as well. So this is this should be this should be interesting. Uh so and you know what? Swag is doing pretty good. Swag is doing pretty. I'm shocked. I'm like, you know what? So I'm shocked too. I'm like, if Roman and Braun and New Day win their matches at SummerSlam, this could actually this could be an upset. It's gonna get yeah. This gonna be upset. Gonna be and you know what? Upset. If Kevin Owens was to win, be Braun Strowman, and then he was to go and cash it in and win that night, you would be I'm, the most sickest I'm brother in Philadelphia. Shit. <laughs> I am gonna. I, I will, I will probably kill everybody in this house. No. <laughs> you would be so sick because that would be, be almost a hundred points right there. And you, right there. And Kevin Owens lost a probably a total of maybe one or two times since you dropped him, and has been right. winning. He's been been getting all these shitty these these uh countouts and disqual. I'm like, what? Like. So if he was to beat Braun Strowman and win that briefcase, which is considered like a championship, so that's an extra bonus points on top of that, and then beat Lesnar or Reigns that night, hey, I'm, I'm gonna be livid. I'm gonna be livid. <laughs> that that will be sufficient. But you know what, guys? You guys can make sure if you guys want to get to that podcast where we talk about the predictions, our predictions, which is supposed to either come up Friday night or Saturday morning. Make sure you hit that subscribe button right here on the YouTube page and that little bell to notify you when the podcast does come out. And once again, we are on all the podcast apps. So if you have Android, make sure you listen to us on Stitcher. If you're on iTunes, make sure you listen. Uh, if you have an iPhone, make sure you listen to us on iTunes. Download these podcasts, people, and make sure you check us out on Speaker, SoundCloud, and and Google Play as well. Stay tuned for the retro reviews. The retro reviews should probably be up, I don't know, sometime this week or this weekend before SummerSlam as well. So make sure you guys are checking that out as well. And also, check out a couple new podcasts we got coming out also. I, I should have said this in the beginning, but I didn't. But uh, Turntables. My wife has started her podcast on Turntables. Hey, Turntables. Turntables. And if, you, yo, if y'all in the hip-hop, Especially old school hip hop. We you know back when the roots, back you know when talent was involved. This is the podcast for y'all. If y'all want to hear about the cipher, if y'all want to know about the B side when you flip the record over, see, because we back then people don't know about the B side when you flip the record over. That's the B side right there. You find all that stuff out 
on Turntables, which is a podcast that should be starting soon. You can find that on all the podcast apps as well. Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play Speaker, SoundCloud, because that's going to be part of a spacious production type thing. And she's been trying to get an actual rapper on the show, Q-Flow. And I'm just saying, somebody been, somebody ain't been here, you know, ain't been available. I don't, I don't know what's going on. I was on vacation. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, it's all good. It's all good. So you know what? Hopefully when you come back, like now-ish, you know what I'm saying, you can actually have a rapper on the thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'll be, of course. Yeah, and also uh, my best man at my wedding, a.k.a. Left Brain, your favorite cousin Joe Franklin, has his podcast, Drunk Thoughts, Sober Tongues. So make sure y'all check out that podcast. First of all, I'm telling y'all, y'all got any problems in your life or anything that's been going on in life or in politics or around the world, that's what he talks about on his podcast. And he wants y'all to be 100% real. We just had a whole podcast uh, on his show, which is on Anchor. You guys can go hear it when we talked about health as well. Talked about all kinds of health, spiritual health, financial health. Mental health, all that kind of stuff they've been going on uh, in America about being vegan and all that kind of stuff. That's the kind of stuff he talks about. So, hey, make sure you guys go check out his very first official episode because he already had 52 episodes deep on Anchor. But now his official, uh, a long official show is now on Anchor. So make sure you guys go check that out as well. So, once again, you know, Q-Flow, it's time for you to plug your music, man. You got anything new coming out that you want to let the people know about? Um... I don't have anything new coming out for, you know, as far as uh, music, nothing new for a while. I'm currently working on an album that'll be out next. That'll be out in 2019, though. So whenever you just, have just, the just album, rock with us, uh, I'll buy the album. You know? Oh, yes, sir. Well, I mean, Coalition getting a free copy. But, uh, no. you know, turn t- Turntables can give me a, a album review. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. look, I support. The hustle, so you know what I'm saying. You already know you got money coming from me, one way or another. So appreciate it. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, nah, nothing, nothing, nothing new coming out so far. But um, anything new come out, I'll keep y'all in touch. I'll uh make sure you guys get the links to it uh in in the uh, YouTube comments or something. So all right, sweet. So once again, guys, this is NC the place to be. Chill, Troy, Mr. Andy, and the man, the myth, the reality. Q flow, flow the rookie. Take it easy, everybody. It is good to be back. It is great to be back. And once again, Q-Flow, legally, take us out. We're bringing nerdgasm to your ears. Welcome to the show. We don't need any gimmicks. You already know. So sit back, relax, and hit the like button. Go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming. Swag on trivia and prompts top five. Either way, it's fun and you're hearing it live. Join with your host, Mr. A and E. Yeah, you know it's the place to be. It's NC. Imagine your new bathroom. 
a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Bathfitter.